Yom Kippur, one could see as many aspects to it, but one aspect is that primarily it is between ourselves and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're in a dialogue, we're in a conversation, we're in a negotiation between ourselves and God, apologizing for that which we, where we fell short, pledging ourselves that we're going to attempt. Hashem Himself is reaching out toward us as well. He's no senyad. He gives us a hand. But primarily it's a relationship between ourselves and God. A sukkis, on the other hand, uh, has a different dimension to it. And sukkis, uh, we, we know one of the highlights of sukkis is that it's an invitation. Right? We go out into the sukkah and what are we doing? We're inviting people. Right? We're inviting people Primarily around that, we have the Yushpizin, right? We have the whole idea of these celestial guests that come to our sukkah, right? Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, you have all of these illustrious guests, and that's really just setting an example uh, that you're supposed to be having guests. It's, it's about festive, in fact, right? Misha, Lara, Simcha, Spesa, Sheheva, Lara, Simcha, Miyamav. In the temple, they had a great celebration of the celebration of the drawing of the water. Now, how do you have a celebration? The celebration takes people. You have to have people. You can't celebrate by yourself. It doesn't skate It doesn't go. Right? It doesn't have the same, uh, right? You can have a false celebration, but the real celebration really takes people. Right? It describes, and that is, Sukkis is about, right, a different, it's talking, it, it has a heavy component of the Ben Adam Lachavera, if you will, about other people. And in fact, it's very, very strange. You have the strangest of the Gemara discusses. The Gemara discusses about the mitzvah, that you have to take for yourself. A lulav and an esrog, the arba minim. It has to be, the Gemara says it has to be, not the Gemara, the Torah. It says it has to be yours, lachem. It has to be yours. Says the Gemara story. The Gemara tells you the following story. The Gemara says that Rabbi Gamliel was traveling with, I, I forgot who else was, was in the boat, Rabbi, Rabbi Yezab and Azari, I think, um, Rabbi Yeshua, I, I don't remember, the greats, I don't remember the Gemara, I heard, I'm sorry. Right, but Rabbi Gamliel was the Nasi, he was the prince, Rabbi Gamliel was from the Davidic dynasty, he was fantastically wealthy, and the Gemara says that they were traveling on a boat, I presumably to Rome, that's where unfortunately they had to waste their time. Right, dealing with politics, nothing changes. They had to deal with the representing the Jewish people. So the Gemara is desc- describing that they were on a boat um, uh, during the holiday of Sukkot. So only Rabbi Gamliel had the Arbaminim, right? We live in a time, an amazing time, that you can buy the four species. Yeah, we take it for, for granted, right? For the last thousand years, it's very hard to get the four species still. Oh, recent uh, times, you can, you can have your own. You're lucky. If you, it was one in the Shtat. So many different stories about the Lulav and the Esrik. Miracles to get it and how hard it was. We we're blessed to live in a time. But Rabbi Gamliel, in that time, they were unable. It was a, it was a very difficult year. It says that Rabbi Gamliel spent a thousand zoos. The more it gives an astronomical, it, it, it's beyond astronomical amount of money. And it says that Rabbi Gamliel was on the boat. So his three compatriots, the, the three other great Rabbanim that were with him, did not have a little of an esrig. So Rabbi Gamliel gave it to them. He gave them, he gave it to them to fulfill the mitzvahs. So the Gemara asks, "What do you mean?" Uh, the Gemara, the Torah says, "Lachem, it has to be yours." 
Right? It has to be yours. So what does it says the Gemara? Mikan from here, the Gemara is teaching us a concept called Matana al Menas Lahachzir Shema Matana. That if I give a gift to somebody, and even though I put a legal um, note uh, attached to the gift, that the gift has to be returned, it's still considered a complete gift. And that is halacha. That's the way we paskin, right? So I give a gift in condition that it gets returned. Right? That's not called an Indian giver. The whole giving was gifted on that premise. So during the time that you own it, it's fully yours, but it must be returned intact. And that's the Gemara Paskins. It's interesting. Why does the Gemara say a thousand zuz? It's troubling me. Why does the Gemara say a thousand zuz? What's relevant? I mean, if the Gemara records it, that must be part of the, it, it, it must be part of the halacha. It's, it can't be just not, I mean, for us, we say it's a great part of the story. Come on, I mean, there's so much. But, uh, but what's the halacha of the thousands? I think the Gemara is trying to say, just parenthetically, the Gemara is trying to tell you that you might have said that matana al-manas only works on something that, okay, no, no, if he doesn't return it, uh, it's also good. You might say that the guy doesn't return it. Uh, a few bucks, okay, so I lost a few bucks. No, no. So the only then is it a good ma- is it a good matana, right? Anyway, because okay, it's, it's a few bucks. The gemara is not even if it's a thousand zuz, it's an astronomical amount, right? It also this concept also has a halachic basis. Okay, but that's not not our point. What I wanted to bring out. What do you see from the gemara? Such an interesting thing. The gemara uses this story, right? What was Gamliel? Gamliel was concerned about the other people, and the, 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 if you read the gemara, the gemara says he went to. To, I think it was Rabbi Kibbutz in the book. He gives it to him and he gave it back to him. Then he goes to his other friend here. Right? It keeps coming back to him and giving it. Again, the idea of being concerned. Sukkot has a component of being, it has to be celebrated with other people. It has a component of connecting with other people. Right? And that is a special part of the Chag. Right? That we have this opportunity. Oh, wow. I have a long time. I hear him rushing. Okay, good. Okay. So, so the, uh, the, wow, wait, look at that. It's not even the Super Bowl, and I have so much time today. He makes in my town, each shul has only one Yeah. Each shul. Well, each shul had only one. Yeah, right, right, right. Would that gift work with the wedding ring, too? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I don't think so. I, I think that we have an exclusion where it doesn't work, actually. I, I think there's an exclusion where it doesn't the work. Abanan? For the wedding ring? Yeah, he's asking about the wedding yeah, ring. Yeah, like the Abanani wouldn't work? That's why? No, it's a Tiraisa. No, but I'm saying, like, well, why wouldn't it work? The ring? Because I, I think certain things is that there's conditions on to when you can be... I apologize, I, did, I didn't prepare for the question, but in, in, the, back, in the back of my mind... I, I remember, you know, sometimes you remember something from way back yeah. that it doesn't work. I don't remember why. Maybe somebody else remembers why. I, in the back of my mind, I remember learning once uh, when I was young a distinction between yeah, when it does work and when it doesn't work, uh, but I don't remember offhand. Um, I, I, I thought that the reason is because uh, I, I thought because your wife will kill you. So could, uh, that, that's the reason. I, I, I think that's the reason. Um, so, uh, and I make mention of this, uh, I don't that, uh, so you talked about only one lul of an estrix. I remember by Reb David Salavetrik told us that, uh, my Rebbe, he told us that before they escaped from Europe, before the Salavetrik family escaped from Europe, um, they were in one of the ghettos. 
and uh, they were able to secure only one, they were able to smuggle, as it's mind-boggling how they did it, but they were able to smuggle into the ghetto one lulav and esri, and that was brought for the briskerov. The briskerov. Okay, so Tzavah Soloveitchik says that the briskerov, um, right, that he heard noise outside of his house, in, at, in, outside of the, in, in the ghetto, outside of the place where he was, um, at about 3 in the morning, 3.30 in the morning, and sunrise was about 6. And he hears noise, he got nervous, of course, and uh, one of the sons goes and they check, and he saw that there were people. There were people lined up outside his house, right, in order, because they wanted, when the sun came up, that they would get a chance also to shake Lula the Nesrik. Right, and he says what happened, so that you were not allowed to congregate, that the Nazis forbade congregation. Uh, so the Nazis would come in, they would come with their batons and come and chase the people away, you know, and everybody would scatter, right? And then what happened? Ten minutes later, the Nazis would leave the ghetto, they would go back out in their cars, and they would leave the ghetto, lock it up, close, and like, like, like magnets, they would come, all come back. He said it was the most, the, he said from his father, he said that that was the most uh, emotional experience uh, for the Briskorov. The Jewish, the, the average Yid, the Jew that's willing in the hell of the ghetto, right? What's he worried about? He's worried about the mitzvah. He's, he's worried about, that's on his mind, right? That's on his mind. That's what he's thinking about. He said that had tremendous, and I, I remember him telling us that on a Friday night, right, that story. Right, and that's, that's a, a, an aspect of the Jewish greatness, right? The Jewish people, the love, right? Uh, the love of that mitzvah, uh, to be able to, uh, their dedication, their sacrifice, all of their, 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 their sacrifice. And uh, that story reminds me of another story um, that I heard um, of uh, the Jews. What, you know, the Holocaust, their life was centered around how were they going to do mitzvahs in the camp? So we shared in the past uh, mitzvahs about the chauffeur. I mean, just mind-boggling here, different stories about the chauffeur. And, and, but one, one of them, I remember hearing a story of how did they do sukkah in, in the desert. In, in the desert, desert. How, how did they do sukkah in one of the concentration camps? So in one of the work, work, work camps. Um, so what these Jews did... What they, what they did is, is that, that they found an area between two um, like bunks that was closer together, pretty close together. And they found a way that they would throw a certain amount of hay. Somehow they found a certain amount of hay or, or gar, junk, junk pro stuff, and they would throw on a little bit at a time, right, in order to make a sukkah. Right, and then what they did is that they took chance, they took their chances literally, and they went passed through it, and they took their bread ration, right, held their bread ration, and he described it was a whole story how he describes how they managed to evade the realization of the Nazis, right, in order to have this chance of doing the mitzvah. What I was most struck is that you can even think like that. <laughs> that that's what I was. You know, that's what I was, uh, I, I, I was uh, you just didn't want. To me, as I always tell you, that, that's the greatest. To me, the, the, the stories of the Shoah are so inspirational of this dedication, right, to Judaism, the dedication to God, right, and their care for other people. So many of the stories of the Ben Adam Lachavei, right, really is something, right, that, uh, that all of us have to uh, appreciate. 
the idea of uh, of um, of the Chag itself is something that we have to appreciate. It's the opportunity to come together. And in its perfect and ideal form, really, right, where do we all want to be? Ultimately, we all want to be back at the Beis Hamikdash celebrating Sukkot, right? And this Sukkot is the, is, the, is the height of the joy. It's what says, uh, it says, um, twice it speaks about being joyous. Right, because joy, as we said again, it's coming together. It has that component, right? And ultimately, we're davening, right? We should be able to all celebrate together in the Beis Hamikdash, um, and uh, for ourselves, right? Uh, in, in, but till we get there, right? So we have celebration in our personal communities. We have celebrations in our shul, right? Coming together, and I make mention because Beis Hashem uh, tomorrow morning, um, hoodie is going to put on his tefillin, right, for the very first time. Uh, he's going to do it right here because with his base Medrash family as well as uh, all of his uh, brothers uh, that are here. So it's a very, very special day. It has both components. as has components of family and component of community. Uh, and uh, we have to appreciate really as the Sukkis is about, this will close, right? Sukkis, you should be able to focus. Sukkis is about the fact that what's really important to you in life because what are you doing? You're going from the home, the comforts of home, the security, the stability uh, that home provides, and you're going into a rickety shack, right? You're going into a, a, a temporary structure, right, uh, that you hope, uh, you know, you're praying it won't rain or you're going to get hit. Okay, I don't know how much you're praying in California. You're praying that it does rain, maybe. But uh, no, and uh, you're praying that it doesn't rain, right? Uh, you know, you have that, but, uh, cause, and, and that's where you're the most happy. The answer is, is because Sukkot is telling you it's, it's not the material things that make you happy. At the end of the day, those, you need a certain amount of basics. But at the end of the day, right, your Simcha is going to come from what? Your Simcha is going to come from the uh, other parts of life that make it so important. The spiritual component, the family component, the, the, the aspects. But if you're just relying on your physical, if you're just relying on the next car and the next gadget, Right, you're going to have, a, you're going to, Simcha will constantly be evading you. But we look forward to uh, celebrating Merit Hashem hoodies, uh, putting on the tefillin of Merit Hashem tomorrow morning. Oh, wow.